It's the middle of the season, and one of Penn State's best players just got named an AP Midseason All-American. For those of you who realized that there was an AP Midseason All-American list, it's out there, and one of Penn State's best players is on it. We also know what time Penn State is going to be kicking off in a couple weeks for a big showdown on the road against the Ohio State Buckeyes. And Twitter Tuesday brings about another coaching question about the future of James Franklin. All that and a whole lot more in today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you for making us your first listen. Let's get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's edition of Locked On Nittany Lions, your source for Penn State coverage and commentary all across the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Kevin McGuire, again, the host here of Locked On Nittany Lions and the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. I'm also a contributor to AthlonSports.com. So Penn State getting back into the swing of things with a game this upcoming weekend, which means I am back into full week prep mode over on NittanyLionsWire.com and as well over on Athlon Sports. So Hopefully you're following all the coverage we've got going on. There's lots of stuff to talk about with this team moving into the resumption of the season with the second half of the schedule kicking off this weekend. Big question about the quarterback position still looming above this team. But we're also looking forward because we know what time Penn State's going to be playing one of its biggest games of the season. And there's still a lot of discussion about whether or not Penn State is going to have to fend off some coaching offers from outside of the Big Ten. We'll get into all that in today's episode. Before we get started, though, I do want to thank you guys for reaching out to us across our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Follow us at Locked On Nittany across those various platforms. And of course, if you are following this podcast on your preferred podcasting app, I highly recommend the Odyssey app. It's a great source for every Locked On podcast out there, as well as other sports podcasts, other podcasts in general. You can also get some music stations, some sports radio stations. The Odyssey app's got you all covered, so you want to download that Odyssey app on your phone and make sure you're following the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast there. But of course, we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We are totally free to follow, subscribe, whatever the case may be. So thank you for those of you who are following the audio podcast and getting these episodes delivered straight to your phone, your computer, however you're listening to podcasts. And then if you want to take an extra moment of your time, whenever you get a free chance and leave a rating and leave a review, that is a tremendous way to show your support for this podcast and really help us grow because your reviews and your ratings really help with the placement of this podcast across those various podcasting apps. So however you're listening to us, thank you so much. Now, also, just a reminder, we also are sharing these episodes in video format over on YouTube. So you can watch me stare directly into the camera for up to half an hour talking all things Penn State football, answering some of your questions for Twitter Tuesday, which we'll get into in today's episode, and also sharing some of the YouTube comments of the day. I do have two YouTube comments I will share with you a little bit later on in this episode, but if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for leaving this video a thumbs up and leaving a comment down below. Maybe I'll have you guys as a YouTube comment of the day in an upcoming episode. 
So as I said, lots of stuff to get caught up on as we are into full game prep mode here for Penn State. And of course, the big question is still revolving around whether or not Sean Clifford is going to be available. As of the time I'm recording this on a Tuesday evening, Tuesday afternoon, there is still no update on exactly what the status is for Sean Clifford. So as I said in yesterday's podcast, I'm fully prepared for Sean Clifford not to play this weekend. And I don't think that Penn State needs Sean Clifford to play this weekend. In my mind, I am just focused on seeing if you can have a healthy Sean Clifford when you go out to that primetime game next weekend against Ohio State. I say next weekend, it's technically two weekends from now. Uh, However you want to determine what next weekend is versus this weekend. In two weeks, Penn State plays at Ohio State. And as I alluded to already, we now know that this is a primetime showdown. So I was kind of wondering. Is this going to be a big noon kickoff on Fox? Is this going to get the primetime billing over on ABC? And it's going with the latter. It's getting the ABC primetime treatment, uh, Penn State, Ohio State. I think if you look at the calendar, it's possible this could be another game day destination for ESPN. But the bottom line is you're getting another primetime game. Penn State's already played in a handful of them. Obviously, they've won all their primetime matchups so far this season, but this one at Ohio State is going to be a big one. Now, obviously, a lot still has to happen this upcoming weekend, but the stage is set for a magnificent October 30th around the Big Ten East Division because you could have a one-loss Penn State facing off in Columbus against an undefeated Ohio State. At the same day, or on the same day, you could have an undefeated Michigan going and visiting an undefeated Michigan State. Michigan State is guaranteed to be undefeated because they'll be on a bye week this weekend, and they're already, uh, what, 7-0, I believe? And Michigan, of course, has to win this weekend, and I think that they will. So I think the two weekends from now, it's going to be pretty big. It's going to be pretty big around college football, but certainly within the Big Ten East. So yes, Penn State, Ohio State, they'll get the primetime kickoff slot. Uh, It should be pretty interesting. And again, if Sean Clifford is healthy, I like Penn State's chances to at least be competitive, but we'll break down that game next weekend. I know I'm going to be reaching out to Jay Stevens over from Locked on Buckeyes. We'll do some crossover action, getting you set for what could be the game of the year as far as Penn State is concerned. But there's still business to attend to this weekend against the Illinois Fighting Illini. Before we really focus a little bit more as this week unfolds on what Penn State has to do against Illinois, let's take a quick moment to look back at the first half of the season and the Associated Press put out their midseason All-American list for the 2021 season. I was actually unaware that they did a midseason All-American list. And I feel like maybe this is just something that flew underneath my radar for years when I was writing for College Football Talk over on NBCSports.com. I don't remember there being a midseason All-American list. But maybe I just was off those days when that list was coming out because I don't have much of a memory of covering a midseason All-American list. But again, it's all about content and it's good, easy content for any publication to put out there. And of course, you're at the middle of the season. You're going to do some midseason evaluations. I didn't do quite as much with Penn State as I was expecting. But anyway, that's another story for another time. Yeah, you know, Some people say I talk too much without actually saying anything. This is probably playing right into that. But I will say uh, Jaquan Brisker, Penn State safety, of course, probably the best player on this team right now. He was being recognized as an AP midseason All-American. Kyle Hamilton of Notre Dame, the other safety. I don't think there's any question that Kyle Hamilton deserved to be on this list. And I think it's really good that Jaquan Brisker is getting that kind of attention too. You know, all the focus gets put on Kyle Hamilton and, you know, to his credit, he deserves a lot of it. 
He's probably the best safety in the country, but Jaquan Brisker has just been a dude this season for Penn State, and he's battled through injuries at times. Go back to that Wisconsin game where I think he had to be taken out three or four times before he came back in, and he made some big plays. He was a big reason why Penn State won that game against Wisconsin. He continues to be one of the key ingredients for what is a very good Penn State defense. And I think going into the second half of the season, you should feel pretty comfortable with what this safety position is in hands with with Jaquan Brisker, there's no question. Penn State has one of the best safeties, not only in the Big Ten, but as the Associated Press has determined, the country. So that's awesome. That's great news. And I think right now is a good time to let you guys know that if you're looking to get involved with some college football daily fantasy this weekend as Penn State gets back on the field, then you got to check out the Prize Picks app. Prize Picks app is one of the top daily fantasy leagues out there. You can catch it on the Apple Podcast Store or the Google Play Store and download the app and get started very quickly. And it's so incredibly easy to get started in making your picks. All you have to do is once you're registered, pick two to five players, and then you just choose whether or not they're going to go over or under their various statistical projections for that upcoming week. So if you think that Jaquan Brisker is going to have more than two interceptions in a game, it's a risky pick, but hey, I'm not here to stop you. So that's the kind of game that you're playing. And it's just you versus the numbers. It's one-on-one, you versus factual data. And it's as simple as that. So that's why people keep coming back to the Prize Picks app. It's incredibly easy to get started. And then when you sign up for your account and you use the promo code Locked On, the Prize Picks app is going to give you a full instant deposit credit up to $100 matching your initial deposit. So use that promo code Locked On, get that instant credit to your account up to $100, download the Prize Picks app today, and get started with some daily fantasy football as soon as you want. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over from rockauto.com. Now, Penn State's got their big homecoming game this weekend. Maybe you're planning on heading out there for a tailgate. And of course, the most important ingredient of that tailgate process is to make sure you can actually get there. So if your car or your truck or even your RV needs anything before you hit the road this weekend, make sure you go to rockauto.com. Look up all the parts that you need. All you have to do is go to their website, rockauto.com, enter the make and model of your vehicle, and it brings you up their entire catalog of everything they have available specifically for your auto mechanic needs. doesn't matter if you're driving a car or truck or an RV or a motorcycle or a moped, maybe Rock Auto is going to have you covered and they're going to give you the best prices available too. It doesn't matter if you're a car expert or a complete car novice like me, rockauto.com will treat you like family and family doesn't rip each other off, right? So that's why they have been so successful serving customers, their auto parts supplies needs for 20 years in an online environment. It's not easy to stay in business for that long, but Rock Auto has found a way. And they want you to find out why they've been so successful as well. So go to rockauto.com right now. Look up your vehicle with your car or your truck or your RV and check out the catalog of everything they have available specifically for your vehicle. And then when you're ready to check out and buy all the parts that you do need before you head out this weekend, make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com it is Twitter Tuesday here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Once again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And if you're hopping by on YouTube, thanks for giving this video a thumbs up and leaving a comment down below. You can always join the conversation that way. I read every comment, and as you'll see later, I read them whether they're good or bad. But today is Twitter Tuesday, and this is where I take a couple moments of your time and our time to kind of share my reactions and responses to any questions or comments you may have about Penn State 
the Big Ten, college football in general, or if you want to throw in any non-college football topic, I am all here for it. Let's have some fun with this on Twitter Tuesday. But we have one question today, and it comes from a buddy of mine, Patrick Kahn, over from LSU Tigers Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. And he wants to know, he's got a little bit of an agenda, I'm going to say, but he wants to know right now, what are the chances James Franklin leaves for Baton Rouge? I felt like I had to say it that way for some reason. And then he says, I'll I'll hang up and listen, as a typical sports caller will do. Well, Patrick, I did kind of talk about this a little bit in yesterday's podcast, but I will have no problem reiterating a lot of my opinions on this James Franklin coaching saga as we continue to move forward and watch other programs around the country fill their coaching vacancies. As we already know, just to kind of get caught up, first of all, LSU has officially moved on from Ed Orgeron as their head coach. Uh, I believe that will be effective at the end of this season, and unless anything has changed since the last time I got a chance to catch up on this, Ed Orgeron is going to coach the remainder of the 2021 season, but the search is basically already on now for LSU to find a new head coach beginning in the 2022 season. This joins another college uh, football program that's looking for a head coach in USC, a topic we have talked about at length in, in the past with USC and James Franklin looking like they could potentially be a good pair. I will also throw in the more breaking news that Washington State has parted ways with Nick Rolovich. Uh, very interesting story. If I'm not going to get too into the weeds on that one, but basically he decided not to get the vaccine. Washington State says all state and state employees have to be vaccinated or have a, an exemption made. Uh, Nick Rolovich did not satisfy either of those comments, but we're not going to throw James Franklin into the Washington State coaching rumor mill at this point in time. Right now, we will focus more on USC and LSU. But to get back to Patrick's question, would James Franklin leave for the LSU job? And as I kind of said yesterday, I don't think so. I, I do think that Penn State is going to find a way to keep James Franklin happy in Happy Valley, uh, appropriately enough. Uh, as much as James Franklin may entertain the possibility of at least interviewing for other positions or at least hearing what other positions or other schools have to say to him to kind of woo him a little bit. I do think that James Franklin is not going to go anywhere. I think there are very, very few positions where James Franklin would decide he's done with Penn State. He's going to go take this opportunity. I don't think LSU would be it. Now, I'm not going to say never say never, okay? When it comes to coaching changes, I don't think that anything is legitimately off the table outside of Nick Saban going to coach Washington State, okay? <laughs> That'd be heck of a story, and I would love to see that happen. But I don't think uh, Penn State as good of a job as it is, and I really do think that it is one of the better jobs out there, and I certainly feel it is better right now compared to when James Franklin took over the job succeeding uh, Bill O'Brien way back when. But I just don't feel as though uh, Penn State is a job you leave too many jobs for. So I think that LSU could very well pony up and make a very rewarding financial incentive offer to whoever their top choice is. And that's the thing. From my point of view, it doesn't seem as though AD's drawer, as every good AD should have. But I think when you take a look at some of the other potential options that have been thrown out there, Jimbo Fisher makes sense at Texas A&M, although Texas A&M is paying a lot for Jimbo Fisher. 
Uh, I'd be very curious to see how that all plays out. Uh, you can look at uh, Jimmy Chadwell, who's been having a lot of success, and people think that he's ready for that next big job. Uh, that would be a pretty interesting fix. There's also Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, who obviously is a name that has been thrown in the USC radar as well. Uh, things have been going really well for Luke Fickle. Uh, Mel Tucker at Michigan State. We talked a little bit about this the other day, where it seems as though people around Michigan State are thinking that Mel Tucker could potentially be an option for LSU. I don't know where James Franklin falls in the pecking order. I think if I'm LSU, I think James Franklin is certainly on my short list. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's probably on there too. I mean, I guess you would talk about Urban Meyer. I don't know if anyone has crossed that bridge yet. Uh, Lane Kiffin, I think, is a pipe dream, although that would be really fun. But I just feel as though LSU has every opportunity to get a good coach. James Franklin would check off a lot of the things on that LSU wish list. We know he can recruit, certainly within the state, although LSU doesn't really have a problem really recruiting in the state. Some some players end up going to Alabama, but overall, LSU dominates in the state of Louisiana. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But there's also the familiarity that James Franklin has with his prior SEC experience. And he won games at Vanderbilt. He took Vanderbilt to bowl games. And that says something because have you seen Vanderbilt lately? Have you seen Vanderbilt before James Franklin? It seems as though something was clicking when James Franklin was the head coach of Vanderbilt. And I think if you're a school within the SEC, you're well aware of that. You're well aware of that history. And you'd be inclined to just wonder exactly what James Franklin could do for your program. But at the end of the day, I think James Franklin is going to stay the head coach of Penn State. As I put out there on Twitter, since this is Twitter Tuesday, I think that James Franklin would crush it at USC. I think he'd be a very good hire for LSU. I just think he's going to continue succeeding and thriving with what he's doing and building with Penn State in the years to come. There's still some hurdles to clear. I think he's ready to take on that mission at Penn State, and I don't see any reason why he would leave Penn State. Maybe I'm looking at this with uh, Penn State glasses on. I don't know, but I just the more I think about this, the more I think that there's a very good chance that James Franklin is going to be Penn State's head coach for quite some time. Well, the good news for Penn State fans is you're not going to have to sweat through another coaching saga this offseason. I don't think Penn State's coach is going anywhere. But you know what? Maybe you have other reasons that you're sweating. Maybe you have some other concerns about how much you are sweating. Maybe you are tired of being the sweaty guy at work or the sweaty guy in your group of friends. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore either because sweat block has what you need to cut down on your sweating concerns. All you do is take a sweat block antiperspirant wipe at the end of the night when you're cleaning up your face, getting ready for bed, apply that sweat block antiperspirant wipe underneath your pits and go to bed, okay? Wake up the next day and all of a sudden your sweating issues are non-existent. For seven days, one antiperspirant wipe is all you need to cut down on your sweating. They've got a dry shirt guarantee as well. So if you don't like what you're getting, you contact them. They're gonna help you out as well, make good on their offer. So go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code locked on, you can save yourself 20% on your order of sweat block antiperspirant wipes. They've also got powder, they've got deodorant, they have everything you need to cut down on your sweating issues. Once again, you go to sweatblock.com or you can check them out on Amazon or at your local CVS. But if you go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code locked on. That's the only place you're going to get 20% off your next order of sweat block products. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. And while it is Twitter Tuesday, it's also the time of the episode where I'm going to share the YouTube comment of the day. And because the last week has been kind of 
off the rails a little bit as far as the schedule and posting is concerned. I do want to make it up to you guys with two YouTube comments of the day. And really one is going to go real deep diving into Penn State and the current situation. But this first one right here, that's a little bit of a self-reflection for myself. This one comes from Blake who says, you talk too much without really saying anything. Well, you know what, Blake, thank you very much for the comment. I didn't genuinely mean that because I always appreciate constructive criticism. I look to improve this podcast as much as I possibly can. And yeah, sometimes I do say a lot when I'm trying to get to one very small point. And I realize that that's probably a fault of my own, but I do try to paint as broad of a picture on any specific topic that I possibly can because not only is this a Penn State podcast for Penn State fans by somebody who grew up following Penn State and started in online sports media covering Penn State but I do feel as though my experience covering college football more nationally with NBCSports.com on college football talk rest in peace college football talk Uh, I just feel as though I try to come at this with a little bit of a different approach, and it may not be what most Penn State podcasts will typically do. And I'm not ripping any Penn State podcast. That, that's not at all what I'm doing. I'm just saying that my personal approach is to arrive at the topic of conversation or the subject and you know tell you what I think from as broad of a picture as I possibly can. So again, this is not a criticism of any other Penn State podcast or any other Penn State media outlet. This is just how I do it. And everybody does things a little bit differently. And I do like to think that most of the people within a specific beat probably do the same thing to a certain degree as well. But I just look at things a little bit differently, I think, than some Penn State fans probably do. And that's why sometimes I kind of go against the green with what a lot of Penn State fans are typically thinking. And, you know, if that makes me, you know, a little bit out of the ordinary, I don't know what the case may be, but I just feel as though I'm trying to do this my way and sometimes I get a little long-winded, just like I am doing with this reply to your comment, but maybe that's the point that you're trying to make and I appreciate that. I appreciate the feedback, I appreciate the criticism, and that's only gonna make this podcast better. So do not shy away. If you have negative things to say about what you're hearing or seeing on this podcast, let me know because I am always trying to make this a podcast that you wanna come back to. And that's why I used to say this is a you know a Penn State podcast, but you make the show. So if you don't like something, we wanna to cater to not just you, but your fellow Penn State fans, your friends, your family. We want as many Penn State fans coming into this podcast in audio or video format as possible. So if there's something that I can do to improve, let's go ahead and attack it as much as we possibly can. So I know, long-winded answer for a very short comment. This comment is a little bit deeper and I'm probably gonna blitz through this one a little bit more because I don't want to take up too much every time. It is pretty long-winded though and I do think that this is a comment that we can spend probably a whole episode on, so maybe we'll do that. But this one comes from Bunti Kumar who says, bear with me, uh, it just lost the comment on my computer. Uh, Why does the backup QB, offensive line, and running backs look so awful? Does Franklin deserve millions of dollars for the second half product he put out on the field? I assume he's talking about the Iowa game. After watching Purdue handle Iowa using three QBs without having a single false start penalty, I have no idea what this staff is doing. PSU may not win a single game if Clifford does not come back. Yes, they could lose to Illinois. Roberson still looks as if he is in high school. Okay, lots to unpack here. So let's kind of go through this one bit at a time. Uh, The first general opinion is why does the backup quarterback, offensive line, and running back look so awful? 
Well, if we're just looking at the Iowa game, I, I think it's very fair to say that they were going up against a very good defensive team in Iowa. I mean, look at what Iowa had been doing defensively up until that point of the season. It's not all that shocking. Now, Penn State not having a running game this far into the season is a little surprising to me. I should say very surprising to me because I felt as though Penn State was going to be able to run the ball pretty effectively this season. Hasn't worked out that way for one reason or another. Uh, took a while for John Lovett to get on the field for whatever reason. Uh, Noah Kane, again, banged up, it seems like, every other game. So uh, there are some injury concerns there. Uh, they got banged up against Iowa as well. So I can't rip them for being injured. I think injuries do take a toll on you. And that is a big reason why you don't have the running game you expected to have. It's not like they don't have talented players. They do. They just can't stay healthy. And that's the the biggest, I think, concern moving forward. You also got a new offensive coordinator that's still trying to figure out how to work all the pieces. I think that that is a fair thing to say. But yes, we are midway through the season. It is time to start moving on and taking those next steps in the offensive development. And I think the problem is, you know, you rely so much on Sean Clifford. They struck out on trying to get a transfer option with any kind of playing experience. So you kind of roll the dice here with uh, Taquan Roberson. And I just feel it's like Taquan Roberson, as good as he may end up being, that's a terrible spot to take over for the offense uh, against a very good Iowa defense on the road in Kinnick Stadium, a place that is not easy to play. And I think a lot of Penn State fans saw what happened to Penn State against Iowa and then what Purdue did to Iowa and they're left scratching their heads saying, why couldn't we do the same? I think that that is fair. But again, that goes back to the idea that you don't want to overreact too much by what you're seeing in one particular week versus the next week. Because every week in college football tells a completely different story. What you thought you knew last week is going to change this week. That's the nature of this game. That's why people keep coming back to college football because, yes, while there is Georgia out there doing their thing and Alabama is always going to be in the playoff consideration, there are new developments every week of the season in the sport of college football. That's why you keep coming back. That's why you keep wondering what's going to happen next. That's why this season in particular, around the world of college football, you don't know what's going to pop up out of nowhere. Now, it's also fair to suggest that Purdue has Iowa's number. So it's not as though Purdue completely shocked Iowa. Purdue has handled Iowa, especially wide receiver David Bell. And you look at the yardage that he has racked up against Iowa during his college career. There's a reason that Iowa fans are very excited for David Bell to be moving on to the NFL. Okay, They don't have to deal with him anymore. And good riddance if you're an Iowa fan with David Bell because he just ripped you guys to shreds the last few years. Uh, and that happens sometimes. You know, There's always a team or a player that just has that other team's number. Purdue has had Iowa's number for a long time. Iowa had Penn State's number. Penn State had Iowa's number back for the last few years. Now, obviously, the last two seasons, Iowa has come up on top. So maybe this is the cycle where Iowa has Penn State's number. I hope not the case, but uh, I think it's also fair to suggest that Penn State suffered a lot of injuries. What are they supposed to do in the second half? I mean, depth can only go so far before it just continues to take a toll. And obviously, the lack of experience at quarterback is a concern, but you know you have Sean Clifford, so it's not like your backup option is going to get a tremendous amount of experience. And what is he supposed to do in that situation? You know he's backed up against his goal line. He's a young, inexperienced quarterback. I can't rip Taquan Roberson. I think that it's fair to direct some of the criticism toward the coaching staff for maybe the play calling, but I don't know necessarily how much you could have had Taquan Roberson step into that game and handle the situation that he was asked to handle. I think it's a tough spot for him to be in as a young, inexperienced quarterback. 
And that's why having a veteran would be helpful there. But the idea that uh, does James Franklin deserve millions of dollars for the second half product he put on the field? Well, first of all, he doesn't deserve million dollars for the second half product he put on the field. He deserves millions of dollars for taking this team to a Big Ten championship, a Fiesta Bowl championship, a uh, Cotton Bowl championship uh, in a span of just how many years, uh, getting him to the Rose Bowl once. Here's the thing, with James Franklin, yes, you can look at any specific loss and you can come up with any number of criticisms and you're not necessarily wrong on a lot of them. But you have to look bigger picture here, okay? We're, we're talking about a sport in college football where Ed Orgeron just won a national championship a couple years ago and now he's on the firing block. Uh, you know, obviously, other particular reasons for that, but you know, Washington State just hired a new coach in Nick Rolovich and they've parted ways with him for a very variety of reasons. Clay Helton at USC, won a Rose Bowl against Penn State, took that uh, team to a Pac-12 championship, and now he's on the the uh, unemployment line too. So James Franklin's doing a really good job. If you don't want to believe that, you that's your prerogative. But I mean, I think if you look in the grand picture of things, recruiting is thriving very well. They're winning games far more than they're not. And yeah, I think the second half against Iowa stunk, but there's a reason it stunk because they got banged up. They were ripped to shreds by injuries. You can't tell me that Penn State doesn't have talent on this roster, even after that second half performance against Iowa. But let's see what happens against Illinois. And no, you're wrong. They're not going to lose to Illinois. Even if Sean Clifford doesn't play, I'm on record of saying that Penn State's winning this weekend. We'll have the official prediction later this week, but I'm already telling you right now, Penn State's winning. Penn State's going to win this game. It's all about whether or not they can beat Ohio State. Can they beat Michigan? Can they beat Michigan State? I, I think you're a little bit overreacting when you suggest that Penn State may not win another game this season. <laughs> Have you seen this defense? This defense is not going to let any game slip through their hands. This defense is going to keep things well within reach, even if Taquan Roberson is your quarterback. So relax, okay? You know, you had some time to stew on this one. Now let's turn the page. Let's get ready for Penn State in Illinois. That's going to do it for today's episode. Again, a little long-winded, but that's okay because we had a lot to say. Thank you so much for watching this on YouTube. If you did, leave that thumbs up. Leave a comment down below with some of your thoughts, uh, some of the topics that we brought up in today from Twitter Tuesday or the YouTube comment of the day. I'm sure there's lots of reaction there. But of course, you can reach out to us on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. We're also on Instagram at Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. Again, you can get the podcast every day in audio format on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, obviously, we are also on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And again, every time you're watching video, leave a thumbs up and leave a comment down below so I know that you've watched the video. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. For your second listen today, hop on over to Locked on Big Ten, where I'm joining Nate Dickinson every Tuesday, talking some Big Ten football and other Big Ten categories of interest. And of course, you can catch all the action on Locked on Nittany Lines across YouTube and on the audio platforms. Uh, I'm the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great day. Let's come back and do it again very soon. Go one to know today. I'll talk to you later.